One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Uh, welcome to Friends with Friends, uh, the penultimate episode of Series 9 of Friends with Friends. Ahoy, um, hoy! What is it? Yeah, this is the 19th episode, mate. Holy schmanoli, that has flown by Hasn't like just? a uh, grown woman trying to ride a bicycle for the first time. Hmm. Uh, well, I just thought I'd mention it. Um, so that people can sort of emotionally prepare themselves. Well, Not including that we'll be me. That long. You dropped yeah. it on me, frankly. Remember when we said uh, it was the end of a series and someone messaged like, oh, can't you just like um, record more and then just like release them each week until the next series? And we were like, no, because that would mean not stopping for a bit. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's it's when you said that, Pete, like I'm going to be perfectly open with everybody here, yourself included. I love doing this podcast. I really like it. But when you said that, I got a bit excited about having a few weeks off, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm quite excited about a bit of a breather. Just to recharge Um, yourself, you know? Just to recharge. And frankly, because I've got an entire series of a sitcom to write before August and what is it now? End of July? Yeah. Have you ever thought about writing one about six friends? Uh, Yes. Yes. I had that thought uh, 30 years ago. Right. And I pitched it to NBC. And now here we are. Good. Well, it went well. I know, it did. It's all right, yeah. But uh, those damn residuals aren't up to scratch. That's why we're all going on well, strike, AP. Eh, right, exactly. Hey, Satire. Support your strikers, etc., etc. Uh, anyway, yes, I've got stuff to do because, yes, I'm tired. I've had, a vi- I've had that virus all week. Uh, have you had this virus? And also, do you know what I mean by this virus? Well, I've had a cold. Yeah, so apparently there's a virus going around. And I never know when there's a virus going around because I don't have a real job. But as soon as I start to say I'm a bit ill to a couple of friends that like work in offices and that, they all last week, at the end of last week, said, oh, it's that virus. It's going around everywhere. I was like, I have no concept of what going round means because unless my dog gets it, that's the only other person I see day to day, you know? <laughs> so like, I don't know. I don't know when stuff's going round. Um, no, I, I I have had a bit of a cold, but I wouldn't say I've had... Well, it could be that virus going around, Pete. Yeah, well, it could be. It could, it could be. be that bloody virus. Well, if you haven't had it yet, mate, you might get it. And let me tell you, it's a bit of a stinker, to be honest. Brilliant. I've been bedridden for a number of days. You you spend most of your time bedridden. That is uh, basically no, no, bed, how you live. Bed, bed sort of... Bed, what's, what's, what's sort of voluntarily bedridden, you know? Bed hidden. I'm normally just bed hidden. And mm. today, this week, I've been bedridden, you know? Right. So there you go. Anyway, I'm I'm on the up now, but I still have a bit of a tickle and a bit of a rasp. So uh, forgive the rasp. Well, it's, it might sound nice in people's ears. Well, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Who am I to judge? Uh, should we talk about friends? 
Yeah, why don't you uh, read the old request? That does seem like the format that we would normally follow, and you'd think I'd have it up by now based on the fact that's the format we normally follow, but I haven't. But here we go. It's from Sasha. It's that bedridden mentality of yours. Bedridden. I'd ha- I had bedhidden the request accidentally. Um, hello. Oh, or hey, sorry, I've misquoted you already, Sasha. Your podcast always cheers me up, and I love saving episodes so I don't have to wait too long for next week's. Oh, oh God, that's, a bad time, that's terrible it? timing. Yeah, sorry, oh, Sasha. Oh, no. Well, hopefully you've saved loads of these up and you're listening to this in sort of August and then we're about to be coming back soon. So, you know, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, Please, could you do the one with all the candy? I love all three storylines. Rachel hiding a relationship with Tag. I always love a Mr. Zellner cameo. Monica making candy and Joey joining the mob. And uh, (laughs) I thought that was two different (laughs) storylines. Monica making candy and Joey joining the mob. I was like, did I miss an entire mafioso-based storyline? Italian stereotypes. Uh, and Ross and Phoebe's bike storyline. Even though neither of them are my favourite characters individually, I love Ross and Phoebe's storylines together, and it shows Ross's sweeter side. Would agree. 100% agree. I find season seven Rachel really fun and funny, which I love. And I quote Candy Lady all the time, including you horrible voice Chandler uses and all the nicknames they have for their neighbours. Including Candy Lady. Including Smokes a Lot Lady, who smoked directly into my mouth. Thank you. Sasha. Sasha, I think we would get on, the three of us, because I do a lot of that as quoting as well. Um, would you like, Peter, what the internet calls a synopsis? Because Yeah, but you know what? I can tell you who directed this episode, because I actually noticed it for once. Did you? Schwimmer, innit? Schwimmer, directed by David Schwimmer. And I think- do you reckon that's why Ross is nice in this episode? <laughs> do you reckon it's if like, we actually- you know what, guys? Fuck this. I want to be nice for once. Yeah, maybe if we did some analysis about the episode Schwimmer directs and yeah. how nice Ross comes across, yeah. we would notice something pretty remarkable. I think you're going to like this as well, Pete, actually. Oh, okay. 226408. Yeah, that's good. That's really nice. Full evens. Full yeah. evens is... Mwah. Um, synopsis Monica's plan to get her to know her neighbours backfires when she's overworked Phoebe finally gets her first bicycle thanks to Ross but has never learnt to ride and Rachel and Tag's relationship is nearly discovered at Ralph Lauren season 7 episode 9 where would you like to start hmm Rachel and Tag yeah okay I feel like Rachel and Tag is, is the least of the you know that's the sort of the sort of comedy aside isn't it I think there's something quite unrachel about how kind of all in she is with Tag. This sort of yeah, I don't know. It's almost as if she's sort of she, she's so excited by him, and almost like she's uh, can't quite believe her luck that she's with him, and there's not much chill there. I don't know. Yeah, she is acting. It's very um, schoolgirl energy, isn't it? Yeah, which is quite sweet and nice to see. If it wasn't in a sort of inappropriate dynamic, I guess. Yeah. True. Um, but yeah, she is she is fully sort of in on the tag stuff, isn't she? We start this by Rachel coming into the apartment and Monica sort of saying, how are you going to deal with this incredibly inappropriate situation? To which the answer appears to be... Shag him. Well, yeah, we're just, just going to not think about it. All the best. See you later. Mm. Which I guess is one way of thinking about it, isn't it? But um, you notice that Monica names loads of people that Rachel slept with on a first date, even though Rachel has already told us years ago the names of every single person she slept with. Yeah. And none of these chumps were on that list, were they? Those names are very easy for Monica to recall. Yes, she lists them off as if it's sort of like something she uses against Rachel all the time, doesn't she? I would find it quite odd if any of my friends could that instantly 
reel off names of people I've slept with. Yeah, like very specifically, I slept with on a first date as well, as if mm. they've been sort of keeping an eye on you and judging you for it. You know? got a spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Monica, have a bit more chill about it. Let's not judge. Let's not slut shame, shall we? It's 2023. No, exactly. Well, I mean, not when they're talking, yeah. sure. But I mean, actually, talking of that, we'll come to it in a minute. But the start of the uh, Phoebe bike saga contains a lot of like jokes that wouldn't pass in 2023 packed into a, a small space of television but we'll come to that shortly peter um so what rachel and tiger basically just getting it on and she's decided yeah not to worry what my problem with her decision is sure don't worry about it but maybe just try and be a little bit careful and if you know it's an issue don't for example commit the entire thing to an official document yeah, no caution involved, is there? I know it's a joke document and it was only supposed to be for Tag, but as he correctly points out, be a bit inappropriate for him as an assistant to open something marked private and confidential and read it. What do you think the small pornographic sketch was? Yeah, I often wondered that because how pornographic can a sketch be without being... You know what I mean? Sketch, sketch implies broad brushstrokes, literally, doesn't it? Well, Joey also reveals that he used to draw himself porn. Which I think, no matter how detailed a, a pornographic drawing I did, I, I don't think I could get sort of... Aroused. <laughs> aroused by it, yeah. No, I agree, I agree. And also, no offence to Rachel or Joey, neither strike me as having particularly strong artistic skills, you know? Do you reckon, like, you know, the most like basic imaginable drawing of a penis? yeah. Do you reckon that's what... Well, no, Joey wouldn't draw a penis. Well, exactly. I mean, Joe, and if Joey's drawing things that boobs. supposedly interest him, boobs, they are just, unless you're a very good artist, circles with a dot in the middle, aren't they? Mm. You know, sketch-wise. So either he's got a very good imagination or he's a very, very good artist, you know? Yeah. Um, but there you go. Anyway, Rachel does this joke evaluation, sends it straight to HR, tag does. And, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say he's not at fault here. She is... Oh, no, not at all. ...been completely irresponsible there, hasn't she? Uh, and should have made it clearer that it wasn't to actually be sent. Well, quite. You've got to, you've got to flag these things up. You've got to flag to tag, haven't you? But this is a big... Tag but flag. then it wouldn't be funny alarm. Well, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. And then, also, Rachel concocts such a detailed plan to try and get it back, involving... The fact that Mr. Zellner is never in this early, but Betty is, and there's going to just... Like, it was a proper Mission Impossible-style plan, right? Involving ch- chocolates and distraction techniques and sneaking in. And and then Zellner just walks into the office <laughs> completely unexplained. And no one... There's no even a hint of, like, why are you in here early? You're never here this early. It's just like, oh, fuck. We've messed that up. <laughs> Move the story along. And there is a uh, request from Mr. Zellner for a naughty lyric. Yeah, oh! I think this is weird. <laughs> this whole bit is weird. Nice that Mr. Zellner softens and sees the funny side, right? Yeah. He's, uh, it's, a very, it's very like, uh, boys will be boys. But the bit where he then says, I enjoy a dirty limit from time to time, fine. And then the bit where he sort of sniffs around for a dirty limerick. Like a, yeah, enjoying like a bit a too much. Crack addict on going cold turkey. Just like, if you, but seriously, have you got any? Have you got, have you got any dirty limericks? Like, he needs to go and draw himself a pair of boobs. He needs to go himself a draw of pair of boobs and a lovely rhyming uh, caption for his pornographic sketch. There's also that bit where he uh, 
He says, oh, is something going on with you two? Like, yeah. well detected, Mr. Zelma. Yeah, You've just on, read mate. a report about them shagging. She, Rachel's probably drawn a picture of them having sex. And the like is ringing the tiniest bell to you yeah. that maybe they're a thing. This is the sort of thing that makes me question uh, people like Mr. Zellner's suitability for their role. Well, because, quite. you know, he is ostensibly in charge of a large team in a multinational corporation. You'd think he'd have instincts, right? You'd want him, someone like him to be sniffing stuff out and be really sharp. And the fact that he can't even tell, even if Rachel goes, well, what would happen if it were happening? You know, like, properly, like, yes, it is, but can we just check what the rules are? Like, the fact that he hasn't clocked this enough to take any action. If I was Ralph Lauren, I'd be like, get this guy out of here. He's a fucking waste of space. He doesn't strike you as a big boss of a major fashion. No, I think he's accidentally got there and sort of just bumbling around, but... I mean, I guess he can be stern when it comes to it, you know, Zelna? He has a few stern moments, doesn't he? That's true. He does immediately confront them, which is one thing, but I just don't think his, uh, yes, sharp, keen instincts are as yeah, sharp can, as keen as they could be. can pay him off with be. a quick limerick. Well, exactly. Clearly. That's the way around him. Or a dinosaur egg replica in future episodes. There once was a man called Zelna. Go on. Who? Oh, it's tricky, isn't it? Zelna is not an easy one to rhyme with. <laughs> uh, Velma? Hmm. It's a Scooby-Doo heavy limerick then, isn't it? Which isn't necessarily mm. dirty. I'll give it some thought. Okay, give it some thought, Pete. Thank you. One uh, last thing about this, and actually this is going to be my departing line for this conversation. I enjoy that Zelna's departing line for the conversation as he walks out is, well, you've got my fax number, and I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna start leaving all conversations in that way, because even though his was specifically about sending him a dirty limerick, I just like the idea that that's how we end conversations these days. So as you play this thing, Pete, just know, you've got my fax number. Actually, before we move on to Phoebe or Monica, this plot line, I just did some research, Pete, which is why I thought I'd bring it up because I've forgotten to, to talk about it. But this plot line is one of the many, many, many thousands of plot lines you see in television about people not ever being able to have relationships at work. Do you find that happens more in TV than it does in real life, is my question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's always so many rules about, like people losing their job normally it's just the case that you like declare it and that's it isn't it yeah but that's what i mean but zelna was like because i always find this tricky like i get the declaring thing but if you're just sort of casually hooking up with someone you ain't declaring that to hr are you there's always a level before you do it and this is clearly one of those times anyway apparently 43 percent of people that are married peter met their spouse at work in some way so if those rules are as strict as it may seem. I think they need to change. because Maybe one day we'll get married, Dave. Where else are you going to meet people, Peter? Where else? Well, exactly. Exactly. As I've said, I only hang out with my dog, really. So I'm constantly looking for people to marry. Don't marry him. No, 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 no. I, I think that's absolutely part of the course, frankly. Hadn't considered it. Anyway, moving on from this slightly strange ending. Uh, candy or bikes? Uh, bike. Bike, bike, oh fucking hell, Ben! I lit. Do you want to know my first note? Yeah. Fuck off, Ben. <laughs> stupid, annoying kid, right? Fine, we know he's a stupid, annoying kid. He doesn't even know who his parents are. How old is he? About fourteen at this stage. I mean, no, I know he's younger, but 
Like, he is a thicky thicko, isn't he? Uh, there's one point where he sort of cycles off camera and just keep on keep on pedalling, Ben. Keep, keep on, on pedalling. pedalling. And actually, do you know, if you, I presume you've seen that blooper or the outtake that uh, does the run all the time where Cole Sprouse like tells David Schwimmer his lines and Jennifer Aniston her lines because when they forget in takes, have you seen that? Oh, so he's insufferable in real life. Insufferable in real life. And if you watch this episode closely, Peter, you know when Ross says uh, that line, whatever it is, one, one daddy, two mommies, Ben is mouthing that line along. Is he? Cocky. A fucking idiot. Yeah, Fuck stick up. to your own lines, mate. Well, it's all very well being like, oh, I'm so professional. Look, I know everyone's lines. You're not that good an actor if you're, if you're mouthing, if you're lip syncing people's lines along with them. Oh, yeah, you donut. Anyway, <laughs> and sometimes I worry that our sort of joke annoyance at Ben as a child gets a bit too much. So let's dial it back, shall we? Uh, uh, yeah, okay, fine. Uh, as I said earlier, they managed to pack both a fat joke about Monica bending her bike and a lazy gay stereotype about Chandler's dad's bike into the cold open, which is pretty impressive even by Friends' standards, isn't it? It would have to be an extremely... Um, sort of superhuman weight child to bend a bike. Oh, absolutely. Unless it was like made of biscuits. Like the structural <laughs> integrity of that thing. A biscuit must bike. Be dreadful. Biscuit bike, yeah. Biscuit bike, yeah. yeah. Well, it could have been a biscuit bike, mate. You, never, you haven't considered the fact it could be a biscuit bike. Yeah, that's true. So, but although, to be fair, here comes their classic friends joke. They would definitely write this. If the bike had been made of biscuits, Pete, Monica, Monica would have probably eaten it. Da -da -down -down -down. That is literally a <laughs> joke that they probably would have done in Friends at this time, isn't it? Yeah, you're right, you're right. So there you go. Anyway, uh, what I'd like to say mostly about this plot line is it's a really nice Ross isn't storyline. It? It's a really nice Ross and Phoebe interaction. And I just, it's it's really lovely, very wholesome, this whole thing, I thought. It is, it's extremely sweet. The thought he's put into it, and when Phoebe thanks him very sincerely, says it's the best gift everyone's anyone's ever bought her. Yeah, that's such a lovely moment, isn't it, genuinely? Yeah, it's great. And they can actually all bugger off for giving Chandler stick for crying, because it was just a nice moment. If that happened in real life with two of my friends, I think I'd cry. Also, do you know one of my favourite parts of this episode is when Ross goes over to give Phoebe the bike and Phoebe is cutting Joey's hair while he has bowl. a bowl on his head. That is so <laughs> perfect for that friendship dynamic. That of, like, of course Phoebe cuts Joey's hair and puts a bowl on his head to do so. Yeah, we do give later friends a bit of stick, don't we? But that is, they, they, they are still dropping really funny little moments that don't even get referenced. Exactly. In. It's not actually in a script anywhere at all no. it's just a physical thing yeah it's just a little thing that the door opens and then you see this perfect just insight into exactly how those two would interact that's yeah, great and it's amazing my only uh sad thing is we don't see joey's full bowl haircut yeah true oh she does a good job to be fair yeah no, absolutely the bowl is clearly a uh a, a, a decent technique isn't it true uh, so it turns out Phoebe can't ride a bike, and then Ross tries to help her to learn to ride the bike. And let's face it, again, it's not often we defend Ross, but this is a nice Ross episode, and he is trying. That is, as he says, a tried and tested learning technique. When you sort of pretend you're not going to let go, then you let go, right? Yeah, true. That's a, like almost a stereotype of a learning technique. And God, the amount of abuse he gets from those daggers, from those judgmental parents... 
and Phoebe's shock, and Phoebe's more fragile, I guess, but God, the parents all tutting around him in the playground. Jeez, everyone's gone soft these days, haven't they, Pete? And also, uh, there's a very childish moment where Phoebe's playing on the bed with her teddy in a bike helmet as well at one point. <laughs> She's really regressing in this episode. I love the visual of Phoebe pretending the bike has been stolen Yeah, whilst the bike is clearly under the cover and then Ross ringing that bell. That's just really... Je- I laughed out loud at that. I don't do a lot of laughing out loud these days. That makes me sound like I live a very oh, that's dark. sad life. <laughs> is everything okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everything is okay, Pete, yeah. You know, you watch uh, enough comedy on TV, you, you do that little chortle under your breath, don't you? Or that little... <laughs> but you don't necessarily laugh out loud all the time, I don't think. Do you? Um, no, I think, no, you're probably probably right. I've actually been re-watching Ted Lasso from the start and done a few belly laughs at that. I well. have watched a whole series of Ted Lasso and did not do a single lull. Really? I do, that is a show, I do not get that show. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Sorry, I know this isn't, Ted Lasso with friends, but well, I wouldn't be on, I wouldn't be on that. Because, uh, no. you know, this isn't going to work. The first season. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I mean, as a football fan, I find, uh, yeah. so I, I'm going off on one now. Yeah, there we go. As a football fan, I find TV shows that pretend to have football in them. Just really sort of, it always looks so artificial. Yes, that is true. But you have to put that to one side. Sorry, I'm not done. I've I've not finished. Sorry, carry on. And for a show that claims to be uh, a comedy, where are the lols? Oh, see, I think there's many a lol. No. I disagree. And I also think, right, like taking this episode of Friends we've just watched as a comparison... You could easily just be like, as someone that spends time in parks, I find the idea that where Phoebe's riding the bike in that <laughs> tiny space with one swing that's clearly a set, it just looks so artificial. That doesn't look like Central Park at all. You Ted know, Lasso like, you've is... Got to, you've got to put some elements of disbelief away from your brain when you're watching a television show, I'd Quote say. me on this. Ted Lasso is bollocks. (laughs) That's fine. The multi-award winning Ted Lasso is bollocks. I'm I'm sure that you're right. Dave, you and I both know the things that won awards are quite often bollocks. That is true. That is true. That is true. Hey, look, this is... (laughs) What we have here is a difference of opinion. Yeah. And what then happens in a marriage, second time I've quoted that, literally today. You're entitled to your own opinion, it's fine. That's fine. Also, what, what, or the only thing I would say is the episode I did just watch has Philip Schofield in it, so it hasn't aged particularly well. Oh. Well, he's laughing in the background. No, 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 he's on, he's on. Of, in what, Ted Lasso? Yeah, Ted Lasso. Because he, he famously laughed in the background of a Friends episode and you can yes, pinpoint his this, laugh. but this one is him on screen playing himself on the set of this Pardon? morning oh, in playing. Ted Lasso. Playing himself, yes. There was right. no extra words there. Yes, well, let's hope it's Philip Schofield's last appearance on that anyway. I mean, it will be in terms of contractual appearances. I mean, the episodes that I watch going forward. Anyway, look, should we get back to this bloody plot line, eh? Yeah, okay. Uh, let's go back to Phoebe riding a bike in a hyper-realistic park. I don't actually have any more notes on this. Video. No, it's just that this, this sort of um, resolves as ever with... Phoebe being persuaded by some sort of spiritual mumbo-jumbo, you know, with the dead trees, the Christmas destiny, all that sort of stuff, and now the bike thing, which she tries to brush off as, you know, oh, I know, it's all bollocks. Uh, and then obviously has a little a little chat to the bike 
And then she finally gets to ride her bike, but she's got stabilizers on, which, frankly, no bad way to start. Isn't that how you're sort of supposed to start riding a bike? Well, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, no beef. No beef with you, Phoebes. Carry on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Monica's candy. There's a fundamental flaw in this, isn't there, Pete? Uh, what is that? The Monica claims she's making candy to get to know the neighbours. So why is she just fucking putting it in a basket in the hall and not actually That's going true. to give it to the neighbours and meet them? That's not how to get to know people. That's the opposite. That's like the postman that leave the parcel on your door and don't even like knock on the door, you know? If you were past your neighbour's front door yep. and they had a basket of unwrapped, and, and even like take this post-COVID era, yep. would you eat a communal chocolate? Oh, not going anywhere near that, mate, no. I don't think I would either, and I fucking love chocolate. I love chocolate as well. I've just eaten half a box of fondant fancies before we've recorded this. Is that chocolate? The little chocolate ones, yeah. The you know the brown ones. What the, the Mr. Kipling ones? Yeah. But only the chocolate ones are chocolate. Yeah, I know, but that's what I ate. Half the ones right. were chocolate. How many did you eat? Four. Four. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I haven't had a fondant fancy for I'd say about ten years. Well, do you know what? You're not going to like this, Pete, but. In a, there was a scene in Ted Lasso where there were afternoon tea and there was fondant fancies on the table and I just really fancied it. Fucking so budget like, afternoon tea, that is. <laughs> Fucking Hollywood. Boxer Mr. Kibling? Uh, Kibling? So, yeah, Kibling. <laughs> Kibling. <laughs> so yeah, I bought. I was going to say I went out and bought some. I didn't. I ordered some to be delivered. But that's a different story. You, uh, you had a box of Mr. Kibling fondant fancies delivered? Yeah, amongst some other snacks, yeah. What other snacks? Uh, some crisps, some Diet Coke. Uh, I could have guessed oh, Diet Coke. Yeah, Diet Coke's always on the blue list, isn't it? Uh, yeah, just sort of a, a selection of sort of lazy Monday snacks because I had the day off apart from this bollocks. <laughs> oh, sorry to interrupt you from your, <laughs> your consuming copious... Finally, someone's yeah. apologising. <laughs> I do this podcast on my Monday off every week and never yeah. has there been an apology before today. 
Wow. End of season nine. It took. Um, anyway, the basket of candy gets emptied immediately, despite the fact that P and I wouldn't go near it in a month of Mondays. Um, and that just basically what happens is the neighbours start to behave incredibly inappropriately, don't they? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they are completely out of control. Why are they banging on the door at like one in the morning demanding candy? What the fuck is that about? You know the one who, uh, it seems has sex noisily? Uh, yes. And this is someone who supposedly lives below Joey. Yes. Thought Mrs. Katrakis lived below Joey. Yeah. Maybe she's dead there. She was quite old, wasn't she? Katrakis? Mrs. Katrakis? Mrs. Katrakis? 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 Anyway, she's dead. She's dead, yeah. Or Randy Pensioner. Yes. Either or. Yeah. Never know, Pete. Some people don't lose it in their old age. As I understand it. That sounded like a brag. <laughs> yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah, like you were an 80-year-old man having loads of sex. I'm glad you interpreted it that way rather than that I'm having sex with pensioners, which is the, <laughs> the way that I was worried you'd interpret it. Uh, and neither are true for clarity on the podcast. Um, but yeah, Gary comes, Gar, Gar comes around and not... Oh, right. That is one of my big issues with this episode. Yeah. Admittedly, not a big issue. The fact that Chandler abbreviates Gary... There's the, there's only one abbreviation for Gary, and what is it? Gaz. Gaz. It's not gar. That's not gar. a word. No. No, no one's ever done that, have they? Gar. Um, yeah, I know. But in fairness to Chandler, gar, Gaz, Gary, he is a prick, isn't he? He's banging the door down, hitting on Chandler's wife, <laughs> and complaining that she's not made him any candy. Like, and and, and the worst thing is... And it feels like this episode was maybe written by a man. It's that Monica only takes the fact that he's complimenting her candy from the entire conversation. Yeah, that's enough. For She's her. just like, oh my God, little drops of heaven. That's great. Not like, what the fuck are you doing hitting on me and coming around and banging on my door at 1am? Go to hell, you absolute menace. I do like Chandler's comedy bedhead as well. Yes, that's very funny, isn't it? And I really enjoy his line, he does not know that I am not some of us, when he's, uh, after he says some of us have to be up for work in the morning. And I really, I think I just relate to that line because I rarely have to be up early for work in the morning. But I like to sometimes protest that I do if something's annoying me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can really get on board with that. Um, but yes. And then the neighbours just keep coming to hound monica don't they like she just gets into an absolute frenzy she's still not really met any of them properly she's just baking constant candy like i don't know what when she's doing a job chandler's trying to get her to stop which makes complete sense because her only interactions are, are basically on a sort of customer service level with angry neighbors that want more candy yeah vicious cycle she enters yeah absolutely i like ross's line uh the week before your wedding you might not see a lot of me do you know the other ross line that i love yeah when Monica says that the neighbours like cleared her out of candy, uh. and he goes, "Mine stole a newspaper. It's like a crime wave." <laughs> Honestly, I don't think there's a bad Ross moment or line in this episode. Yeah, and like really you say, good. we're going back to the fact that David Schwimmer directed this episode, and I'm thinking either he's really played it well up front, or he's done some good cutting on the uh, editing room, you know? And just yeah, gone. he instigated a pro Ross agenda. He really did. He really did. I do like the fact that Joey has joined the angry mob in the hallway. That is that is a funny and very uh, true-to-character trait of his, isn't it? Yeah, his throwaway mob mentality. Yeah. <laughs> and the note he slipped under the door and all that sort of stuff. Um, and as Sasha pointed out, candy lady? Not candy lady. 
um, is certainly a takeaway a takeaway quote. But yeah, I just think, crikey, what a... I, I'm not surprised Monica and Chandler decided to move out of this building in the next couple of years, because after that, interactions with their neighbours. I'm not sure I'd want to stay either, Pete. Play a sting and we'll uh, leave it hanging with the jeopardy of whether there's a quiz or not. I don't. I don't actually know. No, it's a request because I haven't got one. Have you got one? You you are responsible for quiz this week. Am I? Aren't you? Who what did you I? ask to do the quiz? Don't know. What? Is there no quiz? Well, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know of a quiz. <laughs> oh, hang on. Here are my questions. For... No, that was last week's. Uh. Uh, oh fuck there's no quiz did you not did, what, did we say that I was going to get a quiz you must have done I think you commented saying oh didn't you comment on someone's the on that shit post on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> I'm just scrolling through it now <laughs> didn't you ask someone to do a quiz did I though 15 weeks ago that's not uh, last week why doesn't Instagram let me just do stuff in order of when it was comment posted comment if you want to be a quizzed yeah I've got the poster wrote. but I can't find any sign of me having well whoever it is someone. didn't do one so yeah that's on you that is Dave well there you go well we've got to have we've got to ensure that we have a quiz next week because it's the last one is the one on the spreadsheet next week is a double requester ooh and neither of the lazy bastards did a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually need to ask someone for a quiz oh. on the following episodes. Yes. We are staying in season seven. Ooh. We're going back six episodes yes. to season seven, episode three, the one with Phoebe's cookies. The one with Phoebe's cookies. I'm going to ask Beth underscore Bella. Yeah. She's reliable as Beth. Would you like to do a quiz on, remind me, the one with... I literally just said it, you're joking. Phoebe's... I know, it's like a, that was like a broadcasting technique, though, where you say it again to reiterate it to everyone, you know? Like when politicians are interviewed and they go... Exactly. Well, that's a really interesting question. Yeah, exactly. The one with Phoebe's cookies for next Sunday. That gives us a day in hand. Right, remind me... That Beth underscore Bella. This no, is me saying that's remind. On you. No, no, but remind me. No. Remind me. No. If you're listening closely, you can actually hear Dave just opening up another fondant fancy. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. 
That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.